Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. It's that time again. Matt Connerton unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97, if you are in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Wednesday, May 18, 2022. I do want to remind you, of course, that we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot on Elm in the Brady Sullivan, right across the street. Uh, they've got those delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. They have uh, industry night every every Wednesday night, of course. Thursday nights is trivia night, hosted by the great Bill Cini. Bill also does trivia on Wednesdays on the morning show, but Thursday nights he's at the Hopknot, and a very popular feature there. Uh, Friday night uh, this week, uh, Jesse De Silva is going to be playing, and in fact, we're going to be uh, sharing some of his music uh, at the break today. I'll tell you in a minute who that was that I opened with, uh, somebody I'm, I've become a very big fan of. But uh, Jesse De Silva performing live Friday night at the Hopknot, and uh, we're just about a month away from this year's Juneteenth event as well, which is going to be a very big deal this year. But uh, don't forget, of course, obviously, the delicious gourmet pretzels and the assortment of craft beer and the amazing family that owns and operates the Hopknot. And we continue to be so very honored and proud and privileged to have them as a sponsor here uh, at Matt Connerton Unleashed and of uh, WMNH. And, oh, here's what I was looking for, too. Something else I wanted to make you aware of. Saturday night this week, come by from 7 to 11 p.m. at the Hopknot for karaoke with DJ Joe. So they do uh, occasionally. They don't do that every Saturday, but occasionally on Saturdays, uh, the big event is karaoke, and that will be happening, hosted by DJ Joe. This, uh, no, not uh, no relation to the guy from New York. Uh, DJ Joe, uh, Saturday night from 7 to 11 p.m. at the Hopknot. So there is that as well. 
So uh, make sure you stop in. Uh, let's see. Uh, I do believe we are going to be joined by someone in the second half. Second half? There is an H there, isn't there? Second half <laughs> of the show today. It's like uh, I had teachers in school like... Uh, Oh, what was it? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I had a teacher. I had an English teacher who, and I've heard other people do this too, but he was the first one I ever heard do it. Ninth grade, Mr. Phelps, the word human. He would leave off the H. He would just pronounce it human and kind of got used to it after a while. He claimed, and I was always skeptical, but he claimed that either way was perfectly acceptable, but I think it's, uh, I think it's weird. I mean, there's an H there for a reason. I've not heard of a silent H. So, anyway... But I do believe we will be joined by someone in the second hour. But we shall see. It is Wednesday. I'll let you guess and speculate. Actually, I saw a comment in the Facebook live chat, which might serve as a uh, a clue, a pretty big, uh, pretty big clue. Let's see. I do believe our friend EZG is on the line. Hello, Eric. Hello, guys. Uh, hello, uh, there's only one person. There's yeah. only uh, one of me here, yes. <laughs> and anyways, hey, I reached out, I reached out to uh, Rob Mazzavito on Facebook Messenger, and unfortunately the event tonight at the bookery is canceled. Oh, that's too bad. Did he say why? So if anybody's looking forward to going down there, I would give people a heads up that the event is not happening. Did he say why? Uh, I just didn't really say why. I just said it, it, uh, it's canceled. He probably he... have more information on his, on his uh, show, you know, on Fridays. Did he offer a clue? Uh, not really, no. Did he hint? Tiny hint? No. I felt like I get into it on his show. You know, I don't want to speak for him, so. Did he offer? All I, all I know is, is the event. The event's not happening tonight at 6 o'clock, so. Did he offer to tell you at a later date? No, I just said, it just, uh, I asked him if the event's happening today, and he said, nope, canceled. Did he, said, uh, d- did he say he'd be uh, sending you an email about it later explaining what happened? No, this event the event's is, uh, is not happening tonight for some some reason or another. Maybe maybe, some, maybe something suddenly came up. Did he indicate that maybe uh, at some point in the future, if he happens to bump into you somewhere, he might mention what happened? Well, I don't, I don't know. All I know is that it's not happening. Do you uh, do you have any uh, speculation as to uh, what uh, could have happened? Um, I have no idea. I'm not going to uh, speak for Rob Vito, so. I'm sure he'll have more information on his show on Friday. Was there anything he said that he, might have? Uh, to bring it up. Was there anything that he said that might have given you uh, some theories or speculation about what it could be? Uh, I, I have no idea. Hmm. You know, I'm starting to believe you. I think you might be telling me the truth. At first, I thought. Oh, all right. At first, I thought you were being a little coy. Maybe you were hiding something, but I'm beginning yeah. to believe that you don't know anything, that your mind is empty. Hey, what, do you, what do you think of the uh, change of subject? What do you think of what's going on with the uh, SmackDown champions there? They walked, out, they walked out the other day. Oh, hello, guys. Hello, guys. I told you there was only one of me here. Oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't you. That was virtual EZG. Uh, what do I think of? Yes, uh, Sasha Banks and uh, Naomi, they walked out apparently, and uh, that is not. Right, do, you, do, you think, do you think that's part? I think it's part of a storyline. No, I don't. I, th- I think it's legitimate. Really? Yeah, I don't think they... they're all done. They, they walked out, they're all done. They, they said, you know, like you. Well, it's not the first time that, um, that Sasha Banks has walked out, correct? 
Really? Do you think do you think this time that they're gonna tell her to to uh, hit the road, don't come back? Um. Yeah, I mean, she might be. Uh, they might decide that uh, you know they're more trouble than they're worth for just uh, walking out like that. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Huh. Um, I did share I, an article. Uh, you, never, you, never, you never know what, what goes on in the world of uh, world of wrestling. Now, I did share an article out earlier, EZG, on the Facebook uh, from Deadspin uh, titled "Vince McMahon Deserves Whatever Consequences Come from Booking uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi So Poorly." Oh boy. But uh, and I don't really? necessarily uh, ag- agree or disagree. I just thought it was an interesting take on the matter. But um, oh, this is a real article. Yeah. What's on your Facebook page? Yeah, I shared it out. Yeah, because this isn't. It's not. All right, it's I'll not, take a look at that after. It, it's not part the, of the storyline. Uh, well, it's the, real. The, uh, you know, you might heard this guy Eric Bischoff. Apparently, he's not a big fan of uh, CM Punk. Yeah, he has his own podcast now, and he's saying that CM Punk has been a major. Disappointment, AEW. I disagree. You think he's right? No, I don't think he's right at all. I think it's sour grapes on the part of uh, Eric Bischoff because he, by the way, Eric Bischoff, uh, he's often been referred to as Easy E. Uh, Makes me wonder if the two of you are related. Yeah, the uh, they they got they got them two got some kind of beef. They do. They got beef. They're them's is beefing, as uh, I believe the young people say. I was watching an old video with uh, that guy. Uh, used to be a wrestler. Uh, he's still involved, I think. Uh, Triple H, mm-hmm. the uh, the CM Punk. They were uh, having the uh, match that they coming up on pay per view, and see, I don't remember who lost. But Triple H loses. He would lose his uh, his uh, spot in the uh, in the office. I don't believe that. Uh, so I I don't agree with uh, what Bischoff said about CM Punk. I think he's uh, I think he's been fantastic in AEW from what I've seen. I don't have a lot of time to watch it. But uh, Jenny and right. I, Jenny, he's, Jenny and I have watched going a couple tonight, of his yeah, matches. Not tonight, uh, the twenty ninth, uh, double or nothing is going against the, uh, the uh, going for the belt. Adam Big Page, belt. yeah, yeah. No, I think that'll be great. I mean, he's having some, uh, he's having some, some really uh, good, good matches from what I've and seen. Tonight's a big match tonight for the uh, for the Owen Hart uh, belt on Owen Hart Championship, I guess, whatever you're going to call that tournament. Yeah, it's going to be, um, it's going to be um, 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 Adam Cole and that guy uh, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, that actually sounds pretty interesting. I'll have to find that afterward and watch it. Yeah, I, I shared all that match with Jeff Hardy in the, when he made it to the finals there, and he, he flew off the uh, top of the ladder. Well, Jenny loves the Hardys, and I showed Jenny recently a, a match that had aired at on an AEW pay-per-view that I found on a, on a website uh, because, you know, I don't pay for anything uh, as far as wrestling goes. Right. I, I don't like to spend money on it, but I found uh, Adam Cole when he was challenging Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page, for the AEW title, and it was an excellent match. We enjoyed it tremendously. All right. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you see the last match with uh, last Wednesday with uh, Jeff Hardy? I shared it on my Facebook page. Uh, no, uh, against who? Who was he uh, in there with? It was. Well, I forget the guy he was wrestling with. It was Jeff Hardy against the uh, semifinals, and he flew off the top of the ladder. He put oh. the guy through through the. Um, one of those, you know, fake tables. Mm-hmm. Well, the tables are real, but they're uh, they're 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 gimmicked. I believe is the term. Oh, of course, yeah. They, of course, there's a real table. It's a real table. Put through, they uh, they'd be hurt. They'd be hurting puppies. But you take a saw, you take a saw, and you you saw a little uh, 
little something in there so that it'll break more easily right. when someone lands on it. Have you ever, that, uh, tag team, that tag team uh, uh, people, uh, tag team, uh, they used to tell uh, uh, the the uh, these the crowd to get the tables. They'd uh, yell, they get the tables, and they'd smash them through there. I was thinking the other day, uh, EZG, about the time. Remember when it was you, me, and uh, Texas Mike, and we were all here on the show, and Texas Mike, he grabbed you at one point and uh, tried to power bomb you through the news desk? I don't remember that, no. Yeah, you hit your head. You probably <laughs> have no memory of it. Yeah, we, we had to call an ambulance oh for you, and it was uh, – it was terrible. But, you know, Texas Mike, he's in it to win it. Yes. I agree with a buddy of mine. He says every every year the, the temperature gets hotter and hotter. Yes. They're this weekend is going to be the 90s and get a more than weekend. It's not even technically summer yet. Yes. Uh, 90 degrees in the middle of May. Uh, that is not normal. Yeah, it was, but it is, I think, becoming the new normal. Uh, every year we seem to go uh, much more quickly from winter to summer with uh just a little know, bit of spring crazy. in between. I like to say, I like to say if, if it hits 90 in springtime, springtime's over. Yeah, agreed. And I love summer, but I'm not looking forward to the day when uh, we're all starving to death because we can no longer grow food on Earth. Uh, that will be bad. Not looking forward to that. Yeah. But, but in the meantime, I do enjoy the warm weather. But not looking forward to all the uh, mass uh, starvation. Yeah, it was cold today. I was actually running some errands today, and actually, mm. I was trying to have my light jacket on. It was actually cold. But like uh, when I went out to uh, 6 a.m. to when I got back around a little after 10 a.m. and I said to myself, wow, I was downtown, of course, it's a wind tunnel. It is. Waiting for the bus. I said, this is nuts. I should have worn my small jacket. We we're talking, you know, May May 19th. It was cold. And then a couple of days later, it's going to be you know, freaking hot. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Freaking hot. Getting a little uh, saucy with the language there. Remember, we don't work blue here, EZG. Uh, Rocky Huber is in the chat and says, tell EZG to call me. I want to go to Clemento's this weekend. He's my wingman. Oh, yeah. Well, well I'll have to keep that on consideration. Yes. All right. I'll let you go. All right, EZG. All right. Thank you. That was our friend EZG. And uh, always nice to oh, uh, guys. He got a little confused about how many people were here, but... Uh, <laughs> should have known by now easy dope that does open up a line for you 603-250-6007 603-250-6007 you can also text me at 617-917-4476 tweet me at matt connerton or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com and of course you can interact and opine in the facebook live chat and we will say hello to everybody in there in just a moment but the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. But can you top that call from EZG? I don't know. I mean, he is uh, he's kind of the uh, champion. Uh, let's see who we have here. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, it's Eric Pilcher calling. Hey, Eric, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. Uh, real quick, before I join... Uh, John Hopwood on Ward 13, or We Pick Your President TV. Yes. Uh, I wanted to call in and kind of piggyback off EZG call. Yes. Uh, one, and I put this in the group chat, WWE has been horrible at booking tag teams for over a decade now. Yes. If not longer. So people cry, there are people crying foul saying, that this is a sexism issue, this is a racism issue, 
This is, and it's none of that. It's WWE just doesn't care enough about tag teams. End of story. Doesn't matter if Mm. they're black or white. Doesn't matter if they're man or woman. We should, they just don't. We should, we we Eric, we should offer some some context for people who don't know. So Sasha Banks and Naomi, uh, obviously uh, both uh, women in the women's division and the tag team uh, division, the women's tag team champions, uh, also both uh, of color, both black. So that's why uh, some people are are assigning uh, you know some uh, motives here uh, to WWE's uh, treatment of them, which, as you point out, Eric, and I agree with you. Uh, are not the uh, problem. I mean, I don't, I, I don't watch WWE, I, and I haven't for a very long time, unless there's something that piques my interest. You know, we did watch a few WrestleMania matches this year. Jenny and I did. Like, you know, after the fact, we went back and watched, for example, Edge versus AJ Styles, which was outstanding. But, um, but I, I think their booking overall is is very boring. That's why I tend to, if I do watch something, it's usually AEW, which to me is very fresh and new. But I think. I think WWE has been stale for a very, very long time. But I, I agree with you about the tag teams. You know, when I was a kid, when I first started watching, you know, you had like the Hart Foundation and the British Bulldogs. Demolition. And Demo- oh, I used to love Demolition. You know, the Brain Busters, the Rockers. You know, you had these epic uh, feuds and storylines with these tag teams. And uh, they really don't put much effort into that anymore. And they haven't, as you said, what? for a very long time. Yeah, and it's really sickening because they have or they did have a series of some of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time as producers. Uh, They had Road Dogg as a producer. They had a man of one of the most underrated tag teams of all time, Michael P.S. Hayes from the Fabulous Freebirds. Mm -hmm. You talk about a mind that could book a tag match. Good gracious. Yeah, and yeah. they just they they don't put an emphasis on it, and it's it's all it's been a complaint for I would say since the about two thousand five two thousand six yeah when they just stopped caring and that's been a long time and also uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on the beef with Eric Bischoff and CM Punk um. Who doesn't CM Punk have a beef with? Yeah, there's... I, I, I mean, <laughs> he, he he really... It's just kind of like, okay, now, does did Eric Bischoff spout off at the mouth? Yeah, but to be quite honest, Eric Bischoff has the right to do that. Oh, sure. He beat Vince McMahon for 83 consecutive weeks. Right. <laughs> True. The guy might know a thing or two about professional wrestling. Yeah. Uh. Just because CM Punk disagrees with his assertion that his run has been a failure doesn't make Eric Bischoff wrong any more than it makes CM Punk right. It's a matter of opinion. Oh, sure. And Punk has always been a guy that can't handle criticism um, at all. He he just doesn't. He doesn't deal with it. I mean, yeah. even when he did his whole pipe bomb thing, he shot off at the mouth and was saying, well, John Cena came up to me and said, I had given up on you. And he legitimately took offense to that. Yeah. Well, and I, 
I think he uses it for motivation. But he is, yeah, he is a little thin-skinned and, and you know, outside of storylines. Um, yeah, I, oh, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, 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 I love him, though. And I love him. I do, too. I think he... I were, I, I've loved him since his days of, in Ring of Honor. I, but I, it's just a, it's an issue he has. But Eric Bischoff has his way of doing TV. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't meet his way of doing TV, it's wrong. So they're both, it's a situation of they're both so much the same that they can't get along. Yeah, they're both very uh, very, th- very skinned. Very strong, but very strong. They're both they both have very strong personalities and egos and and Bisch- right. Bischoff doesn't seem to be uh ever since he I guess he had a little bit of a falling out with Tony Khan that sort of just played out online. Bischoff had uh criticized AEW and Tony Khan apparently stopped booking Bischoff to make, you know, these uh, uh, uh scattered appearances on on their television and here, here's the issue I have with that. Eric Bischoff is a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff is asked for his opinion. If you book Eric Bischoff, you're booking Eric Bischoff's opinion as well. You can't sit here and hold it against him. Right. You, ha- you do business. Like, if Eric Bischoff is good for business, pardon the pun, do business. Right. Don't sit here and be Tony Khan, little spoiled rich kid, and say, oh, he said mean things about me and my product. I'm not booking him. No. This business, that business doesn't work like that. And, I mean, it's the same with WWE. They do the same thing week in, week out. If you criticize the product and you're a wrestler, you get buried. And we're seeing kind of the same thing with MJF. In AEW, how he has not become AEW World Champion yet is unconscionable to me. Oh, I, really? I, I, I mean, yes. I, I, I think he's. I, I would argue he's probably just about the biggest, if not the biggest, star they have. But I just always assumed it was a slow burn that they just don't want to rush into no. that. That that eventually he will be. But he's so he's so young, and he's. I mean, what is he like? Twenty five, twenty six, and he's got so much. Uh, but- career ahead of him you know that kid is a gold card oh i you agreed belt on him that is cash out of the atm yeah instant yeah you you, and the the window is so small in pro wrestling to capitalize on heat like that and you can't make a lot of mistakes like having him beat cm punk on a cable tv show and jobbing him out on a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. You can't have him lose to Wardlaw on a pay-per-view. You can't have him constantly get beat on pay-per-views and then still have him as a monster heel. It, in my opinion, it doesn't work. Others may disagree with that. But it, it, you diminish his value. And I think if they keep doing it, 2024 rolls around, he will leave, and he will be more than likely WWE bound. Yeah. Well, he can write his own and ticket. That would be a problem for AEW. Yeah, I just worry though if he if he were in WWE that they would ruin him. I uh, he he I oh, he, they would. he is so good. I mean, his ring work is good, but he is he's the best on the mic in in a generation and uh He could sell ice to an Eskimo. 
I showed Jenny, and she loved it. Uh, usually if I show her something wrestling-related, I'll show her a uh, uh, a match that I, I think she might like. But I showed her that promo that MJF did where he was kind of a baby face in the promo, you know, talking about being bullied as a kid for, you know, being Jewish, the anti-Semitism that he encountered and how he had looked up to CM Punk and all that. And, and just, it's just so good, like next-level stuff that oh, yeah. just – just brilliant. I ended up watching it three times. I watched it once, then I showed it to her, watched it again, and then I watched it a third time on my own just because I had to see it one more time. It was that good. It was. It was landmark. It ranks up there with the greatest promo, in my opinion, Hard Times by Dusty Rhodes. Yes, yes. Um. So, yeah, I, I do think they are. they need to capitalize on him a lot quicker. Yeah. than what they are. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I enjoy him. Also, watch his interview with Alicia Atow. That is, like, 10 minutes of pure comedy. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. It, it is just awesome. Like, you don't know if he's, like, he does such a good job of staying in character. Yeah, he does. He does. He He really commits, and that is remarkable. Especially in this day and age. Exactly. Like, to do that with social media and everything, it is amazing. But I have tied up the line enough. I will let you go. I just, EZG called in and shared his opinions on that. And I'm like, well, I want to kind of follow up and slightly disagree with him that the the Sasha Banks-Naomi thing is just a manifestation of a glaring problem in wwe for the last 15 20 years no i agree i agree now you're uh so you're leaving us and you're calling into john hopwood's uh television program correct yes apparently gonzo has said john hopwood and i when we talk about movies we're boring really yes so i'm going to since he uh (laughs) john hopwood has kyle clayton and Gonzo on today. I'm calling in to talk about Days Been Confused, and then I will respond to Gonzo's allegation that John Hopwood and I are boring. Oh, very good. Very good. And we should mention, too, Days Been Confused is uh, your review that you're doing for us for uh, Friday's show as well. Absolutely. Yes. The script is written and recording will be tomorrow morning. Outstanding. Can't wait to hear it, my friend. Yes. Well, thank you. You have a great show, and everyone enjoy. All right. Thanks, Eric. Take care. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast. From Mickey D's? From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. 
Bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was our friend Eric Pilcher all the way from Iowa. And, of course, uh, he does Eric Pilcher's classic film review every Friday here on the program. And this week the subject is Dazed and Confused. Really looking forward to that. Uh, that does open up the line for you, 603-250-6007, Let's see. We'll finish saying hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Got a lot of uh, comments in here. Um, Melanie La Liberty from the uh, great state of Vermont joins us in the chat. Uh, Polly C joins us, uh, of course, host of Retro Spectrum Radio with Polly C. Every uh, Friday night from uh, 7.30 to uh, 10 p.m. here on WMNH. And uh, I believe uh, Charles Richardson is on the line with us. Hi, Charles. Now you know you can't talk WWE and me not call in. <laughs> I did see your uh, chat room comments, and I, uh, I did assume you might be calling, yes. Yeah. So I'm not sold on this whole Sasha Naomi thing. First off, these are two of the top stars and definitely top fan base stars in the women's division. Yeah. I, I'm not sold on it. I, I agree that there's been some type of creative difference, which I guess finally caught up to them. And it's like, say, listen, we're, we're, we're done. We're, we're just putting the belts on the table and walking out. However, WWE, their motto is never say never. I have full expectation that they're going to twist this somehow get them to talk and get on the same page and play this off. Because obviously they've already made an official announcement on this saying that, you know, this is scripted, you know, basically breaking, breaking walls down. Mm -hmm. And to the point where they may, they may just twist this. If you remember edge and Matt Hardy actually had a real life thing going on because Alita. Oh, I remember. And they actually twisted that around. I remember vividly. And made it an on-screen segment. Yes, yes. I, maybe I'm putting too much faith in WWE, but right. I think they're going to get these people back on because they are stars. Yeah. You know, you don't put the belt on these on these ladies if they're not stars. Right. All right, so I think they're going to get back to the drawing board. They're all professionals. Uh, I think maybe Sasha and Naomi, the way they handled it, probably wasn't professional, but... Maybe they can twist it around so everybody looks okay. It just seems. It just. Sorry. Oh, I, I was going to say. As far as the uh, as far as the MJF thing, yes. Uh, yes, I fully and this has been rumored. MJF's going to WWE. It's just a matter of him, his contract being released, and 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 all this other stuff. Um, I fully see him. I fully see him. Basically, you know, he's one of the. I see him being teamed up with the Miz somehow. Uh, because ugh. pointing out for CM Punk went ahead and pointed out you're just a less famous Miz right. on one of their uh, promos they did. Yeah. And then Edge doing the same thing to the Miz the following week. So I, it's like I can see those two kind of teaming up because they both got awesome mic skills. I mean, you got Edge... Is is an awesome talker. Mm -hmm. You got MJF is an awesome talker. You got the Miz is an awesome. And there's a couple of other ones there that have you know fairly above average mic skills that I think they can make a good program. And I think MJF wouldn't be completely ruined. That's what I worry they wouldn't about. Wouldn't be completely. 
I would think they book him pretty good, kind of like how they're doing Cody right now, but then again, right. it's early for Cody. Right. There's... Well, we'll see how it goes after Seth Rollins, but, yeah, you know, I, I don't think they would completely ruin him because they see the star value, and that's why they're going to pick him up is because of the star value. You're not going to go ahead and put this guy in the pine. You're not going to mess with his character. Right, right. Yeah, I, I would hope that that would be the case. I would hate to see him uh, ruined. He's 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 amazing. He's he's a next level, yeah. once in a generation guy. But, but but if him and AEW don't see eye to eye anymore, you know, I think WWE would be you know very welcoming to him. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, I I'd, I'd like to see him stay in AEW. Uh, hopefully, Tony Khan uh, will uh, shell out the big bucks to to keep him. But we'll see. Yep, we shall see. But as far as the whole Naomi Sasha Banks thing, I see. This is a black guy right now, but I see WWE putting the ice pack and the meat on the eye really quickly to kind of turn it around and flip it their way. At least for Sasha Banks. I don't know how much of a priority Naomi is. Maybe maybe she's a bigger deal than I realize because I really don't watch WWE much anymore. But, but I know Sasha Banks, I mean, she's considered a pretty big star. Sasha has been is definitely a big star, and that's because... Uh, the fan base, and of course, you know her being cousin with Snoop Dogg. That doesn't that doesn't hurt. Oh, but yeah. Naomi's a really big fan favorite. Yeah. So I I, I think both of them I, they 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 got to they got to get back on the the table, the drawing board, and it's like again, you do not put the belts, you don't put the straps on people that you don't believe in. Right. There's right. got to be a you know there there has to be some reckoning here to for WWE to get back and say, hey, all right, talk to us. What's going on? Right. Instead of just like, this is what it is. Have at it. Because that's been the whole MO of, of uh, WWE is their, their creative has just been horrible. And that's why everybody jumps to AEW. You got full creative control in AEW. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Rocky Huber in the uh, chat room says, Charles Richardson reminds me of Doink the Clown. Yep. But which I don't know how, but thanks, Rocky, <laughs> for that very off-color comment. I appreciate it. Hopefully the Matt Bourne. Doink the Clown. I, n- I never thought I'd reference that. I never thought yeah. I'd be referenced to Doink the Clown. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe maybe Vader, but not Doink the Clown. Right, right. Come on now. <laughs> well, there All you right, go. With that being said, since I am a clown, I will go ahead and easy G my way out of here. <laughs> All right, Charles. Thank you for the call. Yep. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Charles Richardson from the great state of Florida and, of course, host of the Charles Richardson Show. Uh, That opens up the line for you, 603-250-6007, Let's see. Uh, I do want to say hello to everybody uh, in the chat that we didn't get to yet. A lot of great comments in here. Uh, Let's see. Melanie, I mentioned, uh, has joined us. Also, uh, Jenny. Is in the chat room. Uh, Polly C, of course, from Retrospective Radio with Polly C, Friday nights, uh, beginning at 7.30 here on WMNH. Mike Palapita, also in the chat room. Mike from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH, Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rocky says, uh, Easy G sounds like he has a stuffy nose. I think he's sniffing his anabolic steroids again. He might be all that wrestling talk. He, he uh, wants to to bulk up. Uh, Mike Palapita listed some words 
uh, where uh, the H is, in fact, uh, silent, like honor, our, honest, air, vehicle, and vehement. Ah, shows what you know, Mike Pelopita. Have you ever listened to how I pronounce those words? I pronounce them honor, our, honest, air, vehicle. That actually doesn't sound wrong. I guess, you know. And uh, vehement, vehement, I can't even say it, vehement. No, that's a good point. You're right. So maybe my, uh, maybe Mr. Phelps, when he pronounced human as human, he wasn't uh, completely off base. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so, Melanie also supplying some words. Uh, let's see. And uh, Rocky Huber had invited uh, EZG to join him uh, this weekend. Um, oh, my goodness. Wow. Yes, there are some comments in here I cannot read on the air, which is fine because it makes me giggle. Hello to Chris Rose from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts in the chat room. Um, <laughs> Charles in the chat says, good afternoon to all the people who are listening to the EZG Hour. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, lots of fun with words in the uh, chat room. Just want to make sure we don't miss anybody in here. Uh, oh, someone was uh, referencing uh, It's Tricky by Run DMC. Great, uh, great, great track. Um, well, here we go. There you go. You can't go wrong with that. Crystal from the great state of Illinois joins us and says, now I have that song stuck in my head. Me too. That's why I had to play it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Crystal says, I remember the Miz back from his MTV Real World New York days. Ah, yes. Yes. Scott Robinson's in the chat and says, uh, you know what I like about high school girls? I get over and... Huh? I don't know. I'm confused. Okay, we're going to move on from that. Uh, Scott says, all the wrestling talk should be on Matt Connerton Unsheathed. Oh, we talk about... Uh, we talk about wrestling on that show too, Scott. <clears throat> if you know what I mean. Uh, let's see. All right, we'll turn that down. Oh, Eric Street joins us in the chat room and says, catchy song. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's get on to some stuff, some other stuff. Uh, we do have some time in the first hour, but uh, 603-250-6007 is a number if you want to chime in on anything. 603-250-6007. Um, I did see... Well, oh, you know what? I, 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 I'm sorry. I completely forgot. Speaking of music, I opened uh, today with Old Moon which is a gentleman named Tom Weir from Lyme, New Hampshire, but he writes and performs and records as Old Moon. And uh, that was a track called Smoke that I really, really like. Um, I got to get that guy on the show for an interview uh, because I uh, I really like what, uh, what he does. But uh, if you're wondering, that was Old Moon. At the break, I'm going to play a Jesse De Silva song because uh, that's who's playing at the Hop Not Friday night. Uh, oh, Scott Robinson says, that is a quote from Dazed and Confused, Matt. Oh, I get it. I didn't know what you meant. Um, are you using voice to text? Because I don't think the way it is in the chat room is quite what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I remember now. What it actually is is, you know what I like about high school girls? I get older, and they stay the same. I don't know if I have that verbatim, but uh, Stefan Philbrook uses voice to text a lot in the chat room, and it's, it, it always uh, confuses me. Let's see. Um, there was something about Russia kind of um, menacing uh, Finland a little bit. Well, we should say, so there's been this very interesting uh, development. Oh, here we go. Russia moves missiles to finish border. So we have this thing in play with NATO. Uh, Finland and Sweden are attempting to join NATO. Uh, Finland uh, first, and uh, Sweden, I think, is just a half step right behind them. And uh, Turkey is... So there's two interesting things. One is Turkey is standing in the way because in order for NATO to expand... Uh, all 30 current NATO nations have to approve it. Um, Any one, all it takes is one nation to veto it, apparently. Um, so there is some question about whether uh, Turkey and, uh, I'm sorry, whether uh, uh, Finland and Sweden will be able uh, to uh, to become a part of NATO. But there was something else I saw, and we'll, we will talk about uh, what Turkey wants well, actually, let's do that first, because uh, Russia has done something in response to this that is a little bit troublesome, although probably just some saber rattling. But uh, this is from Bloomberg. Uh, what Turkey wants from Sweden uh, and Finland in NATO expansion spat, because you would expect that there would be some sort of a resolution to this that would get Turkey on board. But like I said the other day, Turkey, I think, probably the least well-liked member of NATO. Uh, I don't think anyone likes Erdogan, and uh, I don't think uh, he's generally regarded as a great guy. But um, And Erdogan it has shown that he'll dig in. But here's what uh, Bloomberg is reporting. Uh, as Turkey threatens to block bids to join NATO by Sweden and Finland, in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Bloomberg spoke to three senior Turkish officials about what their government is looking to achieve with the high-stakes brinksmanship. The officials spoke on condition of anonymity, saying they weren't authorized to speak publicly about internal government deliberations, and all gave broadly similar assessments. Here's a summary of what they have to say. First, Kurdish militancy. Ankara is insisting that any new candidates for NATO membership recognize its concerns about Kurdish militias, both inside Turkey and across its borders in Syria and Iraq. That's been a major source of tension within the alliance, because while all NATO members recognize the Kurdistan Workers' Party, or PKK, as a terrorist organization within Turkey, many have supported and even armed its Syrian offshoot, the YPG, in the fight against uh, the Islamic State. Turkey's demanding that Sweden and Finland publicly denounce not only the PKK, but also its affiliates before being allowed to join the bloc. The Turkish officials said that designating the PKK as a terrorist organization isn't enough. The Nordic applicants must do more to clamp down on PKK sympathizers, it says, are active in their countries. Okay. Second, arms exports. 
Turkey also wants Sweden and Finland to put an end to arms export restrictions they imposed on Turkey, along with several other European Union members after its 2019 incursion into Syria to push the YPG back from the frontier, the officials said. While Turkey's arms trade with the two countries is negligible and it's not seeking any major defense purchases with them, the officials said that on principle, Ankara won't accept expanding a military alliance to countries that are blocking weapons deals. This sounds, by the way, very easy to, to, to deal with. I think they can work this out. Uh, the first item I'm not so sure about, but, but uh, number two here, I think they can uh, probably uh, work this out. Third, the third uh, sticking point on this, if you will, for, uh, for Turkey. Past mistakes. Turkey accepted Greece's return to NATO in the 1980s after the two countries fought a war in 1974 over Cyprus and is keen not to repeat what the officials say is now viewed in Ankara as a mistake. Athens and Cypriot, if I'm saying that correctly, allies later emerged as key obstacles blocking Turkey's bid for membership in the European Union, rejected a UN vote on a unification plan for Cyprus, and have been engaged in constant territorial disputes with Turkey over parts of the Aegean and Mediterranean seas. Learning from that lesson, the official said it would be unwise to expect Turkey to change course and accede to Sweden and finish membership into NATO. Unless these disputes are first resolved and the Nordic countries publicly commit to solidarity with Turkey against the Kurdish groups. That might be a high wall to climb. Oh, and there's more. <laughs> Other demands. While the officials said Turkey isn't looking to bargain over subjects beyond Finland and Sweden's stances on the Kurdish conflict, Ankara's gripes with NATO run deep and its wish list is long. Oh, this is getting discouraging as we go on, isn't it? I mean, this it's started out sounding like, you know, things that can be dealt with, but Turkey wants to be re-included in the F-35 Advanced Aircraft Program, from which it was barred after it bought S-400 missile defense systems from Russia. It also has an outstanding request to, US, to the U.S. to purchase dozens of F-16 warplanes and upgrade kits for its existing fleet. Moreover, Turkey wants the U.S. to lift sanctions over its possession of the S-400 missiles. Using its leverage over NATO expansion to achieve any of these aims will be challenging. I'm starting to think it's not going to happen. Uh, but Turkey has shown it is willing to dig deep and even sustain damage to its economy in recent geopolitical disputes over a detained American pastor, the Russian missile deal, or its military campaigns against the Kurds. The officials dismiss the idea that Turkey's opposition to Sweden and Finland entering NATO has anything to do with its ties to Russia. Mm -hmm. um, or with President Erdogan's friendship with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Uh-huh. Turkey has sought a middle path over the war in Ukraine as it seeks to balance its ties with both Moscow, critical to protecting Turkish troops deployed in Syria, and Kyiv, which Ankara has supplied with armed drones. They also denied that the NATO gambit is linked to domestic politics, rejecting speculation that elevating the Kurdish issue on a global stage is meant to benefit Erdogan by consolidating support among nationalists ahead of elections scheduled for next year. 
Turkey is pursuing a foreign policy in line with its own national interests and would agree to NATO's expansion should the concerns it's outlined with regard to the Nordic nations be met, the official said. But again, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, Finnish President Sali Nanisto, I think I'm saying that correctly, who is traveling to D.C. on Thursday uh, with uh, with a Swedish Prime Minister, uh, Magdalena Andersson, that's much easier to say, said he's optimistic Turkey's stance can be managed through discussions without addressing any of Ankara's specific demands. Um, there's a little bit more, but, well, let me skip down. I don't want to run out of time. Uh, Sweden and Finland formally applied to join the NATO alliance on Wednesday morning. So they both actually at the same time. So I, I was wrong. Sweden is not a, a half a step behind Finland. They're they're doing this uh, simultaneously or simultaneously, as they say on the, on the BBC. A uh, NATO... Secretary General Jans Stoltenberg said allies' security concerns must be addressed and that NATO was determined to work through issues and reach a rapid conclusion. Again, I think there's a lot there. And if Turkey is willing to dig in, as they have in the past, that could be a problem. Now, the other thing that has happened before we uh, get to the top of the hour is, uh, yeah, Russia has reportedly moved. Um, here, let's go to uh, National Post for this. They've they've moved some, some uh, weapons uh, to their border with Finland. Nuclear weapons. Now, again, I, I don't think this is uh, anything other than posturing, but let's look at it. So this is from National Post. Uh, Russian nuclear-capable missiles seen moving in video to Finland border. By the way... Something that's important to keep in mind, though, that I've been saying on the show is watch, as with anything in life, really, watch what they do, not what they say. So whenever I talk about, and I know some people disagree with me, like uh, our friend John Hopwood, who I, I think will be joining us in the second hour, you know, some people disagree with my optimism, but I I still believe that uh, Putin will not resort to using nuclear weapons and that it, he's, you know, he's menacing everybody. He's trying to intimidate everybody. Um, but watch what they do, not what they say. In other words, you want to watch. See, the reason we know that they're moving these weapons is because we can see it. You know, we have satellite imagery, maybe even, well, we don't have, uh, we no, we don't have flyovers, but happening, not there, uh, because that could get us into trouble. You know, but we can see, we can surveil with satellites what's going on. So I always say... When Putin starts making these threats, and I said this from very early on in this conflict, when Putin started making his threats, you know, American intelligence thus far has not seen any movement of nuclear, any deliberate movement of nuclear weapons by the Russians. They have not seen, for example, nuclear weapons being loaded onto uh, fighter jets, <laughs> you know, which they would then use in theory to drop nukes. Um, so... Unless you actually see these things happening, it's probably not worth panicking over. But that doesn't mean that even if you do see something happening, it's worth panicking over. Do I think that the Russians doing this means they're getting ready to nuke Finland? 
because they're going to be joining NATO? Absolutely not. Uh, I think it's posturing, but, you know, could be wrong, but I don't think so. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hello? 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 All I hear is me. All I hear is me. It's like time traveling. Time traveling. But where I'm only going back, only like, going back half a second. Half a second. Wow. Wow. Is that really what I sound like? Really what I sound like? Apparently. Apparently. Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. I wish I had a deeper voice. I wish I had a deeper voice. You know? You know? I wish I had, like, I my, I had my dad. My dad? He's got a great voice. He's got a great voice. I mean, if you're a regular listener, I mean, you're you know. Regular listener, you heard know. him call the show. He's got a deeper voice than me. But I blame my mother. I have my mother's nose. I think it makes my voice a little nasally. 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 See, I can speak with it. Deep voice. Deep voice. Okay. Well, I'm bored with that. Um, and you probably all are too. Uh, Crystal says in the chat, maybe NATO will tell Turkey to. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> it took me a second to decipher what KMA meant. I can say that. Kiss my ass and expel them so they can include the Nordic nations. I don't think that will happen, Crystal. And Crystal uh, speculates that it was the spirit of Matt Connerton calling in. Whoa! Now, how could that be, though? Because in theory, there won't be a spirit of Matt Connerton until I'm dead. Unless I am dead and I just don't know it. I could be like uh, the Bruce Willis character in The Sixth Sense. I'm dead. I just don't know that I'm dead. Oh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it. Uh, the Bruce Willis character at the end realizes he's dead. Um, I actually really enjoyed that. I saw that film in the theater. And uh, yes, it, uh, you know, of course, the thing about that movie is everybody you know, right? You 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 tell them, hey, I saw The Sixth Sense. Wow, what a surprise ending. And they, what, what do they do? Everybody has at least one smart-ass friend in their life who will do this, who will look at you and say, oh, Really? You didn't figure it out till the end? I knew it all along. I hate those people. They ruin everything. Let me be happy with my surprise ending. Same thing with the usual suspects. That one I won't spoil. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. But if you've never seen The Usual Suspects, you must. It's got a great surprise ending. But it's the same thing. Oh, my God. I, I tell somebody about The Usual Suspects, and yes, I, I saw that movie. Oh, it's so good. Love the surprise ending. And they go, ah, I knew it all along. It's like, okay, well, good for you. Uh, you're too smart for me. Stephen Light says, I see dead Matt. 
Now that's uh, very uh, troubling, DJ Steve. Although sometimes I do find myself talking like this, and it's spooky. And then I wonder, why do I have the urge to do that? I probably am dead. But why would I get to talk to myself? Maybe that's what happens when you're dead. Oh, maybe I'm in purgatory. That's a Catholic thing, right? I was raised Catholic. If you don't know purgatory, the way it was explained by uh, Sister Margarita when I went to Catholic school was it's where you go to burn off your sins. You know, so it's, it's actually a good thing because it means you're not going to hell. Because if you go to hell, you just go straight to hell. But if you're going to heaven, you stop in purgatory, you hang out for a while, you burn as if you're in hell, but you're not in hell. You're going to have it. You just, uh, you know, you got to you got to get rid of some uh, some stuff, some sin. Uh, Paulie C says, uh, can you please ruin Purple Rain for me? I have yet to see that movie, and I really don't care to. Well, I'll do my best, Paul. Here's what happens. Uh, Prince uh, is not a particularly good actor, and yet the movie is phenomenal anyway. And he's phenomenal anyway, because he's Prince. Scott Robinson says, same thing with the crying game. You know, I've never actually seen the crying game, Scott, but I do know how it ends. I do know how it ends. Uh, Pauly C says, purgatory is the same as Planet Fitness. Interesting. So they have treadmills. So purgatory, in other words, they have like uh, 50 or 60 treadmills, is what you're saying. Uh, Crystal says, maybe Matt is secretly an alien. And Astro projecting himself to call in to throw off the government. Well, Crystal, I cannot confirm or deny these matters. Um, We are at the top of the hour, so we will take a break. And when we come back, I think uh, John Hopwood will be joining us or or, uh, shortly thereafter. Oh, Eric Pilcher says uh, it's Purple Treadmills, uh, Matt Connerton. That would be fun. Now, look, if it's Purple Treadmills, that's great. I like purple, and I love Prince. I was very upset when he died. Prince is in heaven, obviously. I mean, uh, some might not think so because of that song, Darling Nikki, but uh, don't worry. He's in heaven. I have a memory. I have a specific... You know what? I don't know if I've ever... I'll tell you just a quick anecdote, and then we have to get to a break. Um, Sometimes people say story. I'll tell you a story, but it's really more of an anecdote. It's a very thin line. But I feel like if I tell you it's a story, I'm, I'm uh, overselling it. Um, so and my dad, who listens to the show, I've told this on the show before, but I don't know if I've told it after my dad started listening on a consistent basis. So he'll hear this and he'll remember this. At least I assume he'll remember it. So one of the most awkward and uncomfortable moments when I was a kid was when uh, so dad, uh, got me, or maybe it was quote unquote, Santa, um, got me, uh, Prince's, uh, cassette of 1999. Now, if you're not a Prince fan, everyone knows the song 1999, but that was also the name of the album that it was on. So, uh, and then we would, you know, it was kind of an unofficial tradition. I'd get music for Christmas and then we would go to my grandmother's house and we would listen to whatever they got me for Christmas in the car on the way there. So that album, you know, and I was a huge Prince fan growing up and and always was. That album 
has a song on it. So we're listening to it. We're listening to the cassette on the way to my grandmother's house. Up front, driving is my dad. In the passenger seat is my stepmother, Debbie. I'm in the back seat, and next to me is my sister, Lindsay, in the car seat because she was just a little one. And uh, she was born at that point, right? I think so. I think she was with us. <laughs> well, the important thing is that, you know, my dad and my stepmother were in the front seat. So we're listening to this. And, uh, you know, it's like it opens up with 1999. And then I think the next song is Little Red Corvette, which, you know, I loved. And my dad loved that song, too. Who doesn't love that song? Um, I forget what the th I think the third song on the album is Delirious. Well, eventually you get to a song called Let's Pretend We're Married. And I, w without, you know, because I can't uh, on... Uh, on this uh, program on, on, uh, on the radio. Uh, I, I can't uh, detail for you what the lyrics uh, say, but I can tell you this. Um, when you're a, when you're a, a wee lad, a young urchin in the backseat <laughs> with your parents up front and that song comes on in the car, it, it just, everything uh, becomes uh, very uncomfortable. And, uh, but nobody shut it off. You know, it just kept playing. And my dad never really censored anything as far as music, but uh, but I bet my stepmother was upset. My stepmother, she had this thing she would do. She would knit. She would knit when she was angry or when she was uncomfortable about something. She would knit, like, furiously. That woman could knock out a scarf in, I don't know, 10 minutes just angrily knitting. And I think that's what she was doing while that song was playing. She was knitting. She was furiously mad. My dad probably thought it was funny. She has a, a sense of humor, but uh, she uh, she did not uh, find uh, such things amusing. And I was just in the backseat, just so uncomfortable. Let me just put it this way. Um, there's a lot of F word in that song uh, used in a very specific context. And um, Prince, with what he is trying to put across with the lyrics, is very direct uh, with uh, with his uh, his message uh, as the protagonist in the song, uh, as he is, uh, wooing the, uh, female, uh, character in the song, uh, whom he is, uh, pursuing. And, um, let's, uh, on that note, we shall go to a break <laughs> and, uh, as promised, I'm going to play, uh, this is, uh, Jesse De Silva. He's, uh, performing live at the Hopknot on Friday night. This is called Siren Song. We're going to give this a listen, then we'll show some love to all of our amazing sponsors here at WMNH. And then we will be back with our number two numero dose of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Don't go away. Welcome back, everybody. Here we go. It is our number two numero dose of Matt Connerton Unleashed. 
And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Wednesday, May 18, 2022, and I am not alone. There he is at the news desk. John Hopwood is here. Yes. Yes, Matt. Should... I can't really hear you well because somebody turned on. There we go. Yes. You, you were a little uh, away from the mic there. But, and uh, I am here with a breaking news item. Oh, my goodness. Has nothing to do with the Queen City, so you can keep your shorts on. Okay, good. I, I try to keep my shorts on for this program. Folks, I'd like you to know. That the Granite State, New Hampshire, including the suzerain of Amiskeag, where headed by ours, what would we call you, host? Uh, the host or the most? Host is fine, yes. Hostess, you prefer. Well, uh, no, please do not misgender Hostess me. Hostess or the most? It's very offensive. How dare you? Well, Stop the jumping worms. Math. The state of New Hampshire, including the suzerain of Amiskeag, has been invaded by jumping worms. Jumping worms? This sounds uh, frightening and a little bit sci-fi. According to the Dairy Garden Club, Dairy, my friends, is a town located near Manchester, right next to London Dairy, where the immortal Al Baldessero is the state rep from, Trump's. Was it Trump's favorite veteran? I was about to say Trump's favorite Democrat, and I probably would have wound up in yet another defamation lawsuit. Although uh, Al Baldessero was a Democrat when he was a much younger man. When he was with the Marines? I don't know. Probably. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Well, according to the press release from the Dairy Garden Club, jumping worms remove nutrients from the topsoil, which wreaks havoc on the agricultural environment. And they have recently surfaced here in... New England, which New Hampshire, well, I don't think the suzerain of Amiskeag, headed by yours truly, suzerain Covington. Do you? Do we claim that we are part of the of New Hampshire? Absolutely not. That's right. Absolutely not, folks. There is uh, about three yards between Canada and New Hampshire that has never been properly claimed by either country. That's where the suzerain is, and someday Matt and I are going to go claim it. But uh, that kind of fell by the wayside along with the Bitcoin. Well, I, the cyber I, currency. Well, I, I filled out the paperwork. I just uh, forgot to get your signature. <coughs> well, you know, Sorry. Uh, we probably would be have been trillionaires with the Bitcoin because yes. remember we were going to have like uh, Peter White was going to be on a wit uh, uh, Bitcoin. You were going to be on a Bitcoin. Then me and Joel were going to be on the half wet coin. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Get it, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, at the time, it was pretty easy to create a cybercurrency. 
we'd have probably been billionaires, and right now we'd be back to what we were broke. Is uh, cyber currencies have? Is, is it still difficult to create your own? I, because I, I do remember that was a big thing for a while. Oh, geez, I think we lost all of our. Uh, I think we might have gotten booted from Facebook because I played that song. I hope so. Usually that doesn't happen uh, with that song, but. Uh, but friends, if you know of any jumping worms, and we're not talking about your typical politician, you know, Al Baldessaro, we didn't mention the name. And uh, not to say that he's a worm, but you know, politician. If, and he's never jumped, well, he did jump from party. Yes, party. yes, he did. I yes, he does qualify as a jumping worm, uh, in my opinion. Not even necessarily my opinion, but if you see any jumping worms of when we're not talking about any bipedal type, please contact Sally at five 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 four three two seven seven one four. Why are they called jumping worms? Uh, I mean, I understand the worm part, but the jumping is confusing to me. It says that they jump. Oh. And you should repot all your plants to treated vermiculite, which sounds like something that gets on a woman's behind. Uh-huh. Me. Uh, I never heard of vermiculite. Uh-huh. In order to keep the jumping worms at bay. And anyone who has any unwanted perennials, and isn't that a sad thing to be a perennial and unwanted? Wow. Perennially unwanted. It's kind of like the John Hopwood story. Uh, they could donate them to the Dairy Garden Club where they will be sold to unsuspecting Democrats ah. who deserve all they can get. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, wow. Mm. Well, that's... uh. Well, you know, Democrats are responsible for all the baby formula being shipped to Mexico. Oh, of course. Yes, absolutely. For the U Ukrainian war. What else can we blame them with? Uh, the, the Stalin elections. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, mad cow disease. No, I think that was blamed on the first George Bush. Oh. And very correctly. So, ah, yes. Know, well, obviously. He did, you know, import those heifers from... Well, that's classified. Uh, yeah. And that's... I actually did have trouble when I was still in the intelligence community from George H.W. Bush, but what I do you can't mean? talk about it. Oh. I could talk about it after the show. Uh, Jenny in the chat room says Denny Crane. Yes, that was a Denny Crane reference, the mad cow disease. Mm -hmm. Denny Crane, of course. You ever see the, uh, I know you don't watch television, but you ever see the show Boston Legal when it was on? Yeah, I, I that is a show I watched when it was uh, on uh, DVD. Yes. Because I very much enjoy Captain Kirk. Absolutely. Well, that's the great thing about uh, William Shatner as Denny Crane. He actually... Won two Emmys. He, uh, yes, yes, he did. And he... Uh, uh, it was the one role where you really kind of forgot about him being Captain Kirk and just he's, yeah. he's this other iconic uh, character, certainly in my mind an iconic character, Denny Crane. Because when he would play other roles, like I remember uh, when I was a kid when uh, T.J. Hooker, remember that show? Right, right, and with his black toupee. Yeah, and everybody was like, oh, look, it's Captain Kirk in a police uniform. Yeah. I mean, it was a successful show. But uh, it, it, it ran for a number of years, but, uh, you know, I, I was never into it. But him as Denny Crane, it's like, no, he, he's, you, you forget. Although there are, uh, Jenny and I have been watching uh, a little bit of uh, Boston Legal on uh, Amazon Prime, and um, there are some uh, fun Star Trek references. Uh, and he's a perfect foil to James Spader. Yes. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Wow, yes. Facebook is really being troublesome. Isn't that the, the way it is? Uh, apparently today it is the way You mean it the is. metaverse. 
Well, eventually it's all going to be meta. That is well, true. Well, it is meta. Oh, it's called Facebook. Right. Yes, you can actually go into the metaverse and get sexually harassed or and attacked and even, you know, have bad things happen to you. That's right. Well, you can do that on Elm Street. You don't oh, have to go to the metaverse oh, for that. That's, that's, that's very cruel. I know. I'm sorry. Yes, and very uncalled for. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, though. One of your chief sponsors is on Elm Street. That's right. And you can visit the Hopknot and be uh, very unmolested. That's right, yes. And enjoy uh, some delicious gourmet pretzels and some craft beer at the Hopknot. Good place to have your birthday. That's right, yes. I became a sexagenarian there with Matt and uh, Jenny. The, The only time... I engaged in such activity. Uh, <laughs> That's right. A sexagenarian three-way. Yeah. Well, well, no, Jenny and I are not sexagenarians. Oh, <laughs> you, you're breaking my fantasy. I know. I'm so Busting sorry. It. I'm so sorry. But uh, yes, uh, Wednesday nights is industry night at the Hopknot. Thursday night they have trivia night hosted by the great Bill Cini. Friday night, uh, Jesse De Silva will be performing live. And the song I played at the break that was Siren's song. By Jesse De Silva, so he will be live at the Hopknot on Friday night. Uh, Saturday night they have karaoke, and uh, just about a month from now, Juneteenth, which is going to be a very big deal this year. So looking yeah. forward to that at the Hopknot. Uh, if you'd like to join us, six zero three two five zero six zero seven is the number six zero three two five zero six zero seven. You can also text me at six one seven nine one seven four four seven six. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email. And to- you can sext him at the Pleasure Saucer. Well, that's, that's well, not anymore. That's that's not anymore. That's for the other show. No. But our friend Matt uh, Connerton on <laughs> yes, our friend Ron is on the line. Hi, Ron. Ronnie. Hey, nice hit. I can know, guys. Um, nice haircut, by the way. But uh, unless I go pull out the dictionary, I'll never, never. I don't have a clue. What's a sexagenarian? Sex, a sexagenarian. Whatever you just said. Is somebody in their sixties? You're a sexagenarian between the age of sixty and seventy. And seventy, you become a sept septuagenarian. Uh-huh. Septuagenarian. Now it then makes sense. That I understand because I was saying, I was scratching my head saying, "What in the heck?" So. You probably I thought I was going to try to pull it. I was going to pull out the dictionary, but I says I can't even say it. How can I spell it? You were probably thinking of some alderman spreading rumors about me being a pervert when I said the sexagenarian. <laughs> but you know, those are all lies. Either that, or Ron thought you were saying sexygenarian. Always. Mm-hmm. Till recently, where I well, so it, it got my attention. <laughs> I'm saying, wait a minute, what the heck are they talking about? And I had to know. So, are you a sexygenarian? The, the bulk of my conversation, that and nice haircut. And do you, are you a sexagenarian, Ron? No, um, but Friday I'll be fifty-nine, so I'm getting there. Oh, and when it's sixty, we'll all we will have we will faith you at the is it faith or fat? I've I, I've always said fate. Fate you at the hop knot. Oh, yeah, something. Well, and with a love knot. Oh, yeah, I can't uh, wait. I, I might be fifty-nine for a long time. I don't know if I'm ever going to reach that point. Every time May 20th comes around, I'm still going to say 59. You know what's really funny? When I did find out I was going to be 60, I thought I was 58 two years in a row. <laughs> so I got, obviously, like, unconsciously, I didn't want to get to 60. But then you are 60. If they, what do you mean? I'm 58. No, you're 59. Now you got that. I actually <laughs> thought I was 50 like, for a long time after I, because I didn't celebrate my 59th birthday. Uh, because there wasn't, I don't think the hop knot was there then, was it? No, I don't think it was. No. 
No, it wasn't there. No, it wasn't there. No, it wasn't there, Ron. Yeah. So I didn't right, get a three. Shane, I didn't up. get my three-way. But, uh, <laughs> and you know what? Elm Street is such a nice place on Friday nights. Yes. You yes. know, I said I was going to put a wrap. I when I come to Paulie's show on the Friday nights, and I walk up and down, and what I see, what a nice place at night. I I I, I yes. only see the same general area. I don't go that far, but it does look. It has that safe, you know, that safeness to it, and. The people are out, and I like I like Elm Street. Yep, plenty of fine restaurants. Oh yeah, yeah, we do have a lot of restaurants yeah. in this city. That's for sure. Yes. All right, thanks, guys. All right, Ron. Thank you for the call, my friend. Good night. Bye bye. All right, that was our friend Ron, and that opens up a line for you: 603-250-6007. Uh, Jenny said in the chat, "It sounds like an illness." Ooh. I think the, uh, you know, the, the Being sexage- a sexagenarian? sexagenarian, yeah. Oh, well. Now, uh, on your television program today, uh, Eric Pilcher joined you uh, on the phone. Is that true? Yes, but everything broke down because it was the uh, Gonzo birthday uh, show. Oh, I see. And the host was actually, I was there, was Kyle. Oh, okay. Not Kyle. Is it Kyle Heavey? Kyle Heavey from uh, off, thinking, the, off the Mark Sports. I thinking Kyle Peavy. Uh, That's probably a different Kyle. Yeah, Kyle Peavy is uh, the guy who, uh, the Kyle who is always losing his temper. He's always right, peeved. Right, right, He's Peavy. He no longer works here. Not to be confused with Kyle Peevish, right. who's uh, even angrier. Well, no, he's, I wouldn't call it, it's just pettiness. Yes. Yeah, it's that's kind of right. like Glenn when he really gets his panties in a twist. So did you guys uh, discuss Dazed and, and Kyle Con- Clayton? And Kyle Clayton. Did you guys discuss uh, Dazed and Confused? Somehow it got into a talk about Back to the Future oh. and some politician's wife who goes cross-eyed at, when she climaxes. I, I don't know how. Yeah, like all hell broke loose. I, it, it sure sounds like it. Yeah. Well, Eric Pilcher, of course, you'll get to hear him Friday on this program with Eric Pilcher's Classic Film Review. And this week, the subject is Dazed and Confused. Uh, so we look forward to that. A very popular feature on the program. Uh, but uh, you did mention Glenn R.J. Willette, who will be joining me tomorrow, of course, in the second hour. And we're still trying to get him to record a rendition of Private Dancer by Tina Turner, because obviously everyone wants to hear that. I always thought he should redo his great hit from 1974, Get Dancing, when he was <laughs> recording his discotheques and the sexolettes. Yes. Well, uh, the road not taken. Well, he's still angry that they made him change from Dick Salt. Dick, what, what was it? The Disco Maniac and the Oolettes. Ah, it just, yeah. just wasn't marketable. Right. It wasn't marketable. <laughs> Nobody really, well, people know about Maine, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I you Texas. know. Texas. Everybody, Texas. When you say Maine, what do you think of? Think of, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, some Don Easter. <laughs> Is there any, ever been any television show that took place in Maine? Oh, I know uh, the yes. uh, Bob Newhart show, his second show was in Vermont. In Vermont, yeah. Uh, with the two brothers or Daryl. I feel, yes. I feel like there's definitely been a television show that took place and in Maine. And you name it. But no. Maybe I just think that because, uh, you know, anytime you see a Stephen King-related thing on television, that takes place in Maine because all of the books are set in Maine. But interestingly enough, when one of my favorite uh, films is The Dead Zone that David Cronenberg the great Canadian director made uh, uh, of of the Dead Zone, 
and uh, it takes place in New Hampshire, although it's shot in Toronto. Because oh. when you look at uh, the police uh, chief's patch, it's got New Hampshire, you know, it's New Hampshire. Oh, Where okay. in the novel, it takes place in Maine. But that's what I'm saying. You know, Maine, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yeah, New Hampshire is you know, where it's at. That's right. New Hampshire is a, a happening place. I soon mean, uh, to have its own nuclear weapons as an independent country. I do look forward to that. Uh, and we, as the suzerain of Amiskeag, will have a certain veto power over the use of those weapons, won't we, Matt? Absolutely. Well, won't. You, Matt. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Being very presumptuous there. Don't make me nuke you. That's right. Yes, that would be very exciting. Uh, Speaking of nukes, uh, should we we be concerned at all about Russia moving uh, nukes to the border of Finland? Finland? Yes. Not really, because they could hit them anyways. Yeah. They're intermediate intermediate nukes. Yeah, it's just posturing, right? Well, Turkey's going to veto them anyways from being in NATO. And if they don't, Hungary probably will. And one of the more interesting items two days ago was when the EU allowed all the EU energy companies to continue to buy gas from Russia. Mm -hmm. You just have to have a new contract. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So you actually have Russia, you know, uh, at war with NATO in a proxy war. And uh, they're still selling gas to who they're having a war with. Ain't that the just because deal? Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Just because our parents are getting older doesn't mean they don't have lots to do. They might just need a little help. At Care.com, you'll find people who can take them to appointments and events, help pick up groceries and cook great meals, Whatever it is they like to do, the right caregiver can help. And since everyone at Care.com is background checked, you can be confident that you're getting support from someone you can trust. Find qualified local senior caregivers for your parents at Care.com. I can't even think of an adjective. Yeah. Can you? Well. But in August, they're not going to buy any more coal from us. Oh. Oh, yeah. We can really, you know, you could bet on that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, yeah. It's almost like a game. You know, they used to call when uh, Russia and Britain, the empires, were extending their empires. And, of course, the British had India. And Russian empire was going south, 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 more south. They called it the Great Game. You know, that uh, there was the war in uh, Turkey the, uh, back, what was it, 1854, between Russia, Britain, and France. Mm. So. Um, now, do you think that, uh, what do you, what do you, do you think Putin is sick? Uh, there's, there's new rumors um, that he is uh, seriously ill and potentially terminal? Uh, it's just propaganda. 
Well, it's propaganda. We saw every war has propaganda. Well, there's a theory I've been seeing that uh, that the reason that this is leaking out is actually intentional. That that the that he wants us to think that he's sick when he's actually not. Well, the point is, uh, you know, when you're you when you were brandishing nuclear weapons, Nixon told Henry Kissinger. Nixon brought the uh, United States up to the condition uh, just before nuclear war over two incidents, which were the first one was rather shocking. It was over uh, when East Pakistan uh, decided to secede and become Bangladesh, and India injected itself into the war. Bangladesh used to be part of the the Raj, the British Empire that was India, but they gave the Muslims their country— but it was on two sides. Yeah. And Bangladesh, start, you know, tried to secede. It was a horrible famine. That, that's what the, con, uh, the concept for Bangladesh is about, for the relief of uh, uh, these, this terrible famine because they had the monsoons and everything. But India was a non-aligned country. It was the head of the non-aligned, Nehru, who uh, was the first prime minister of India. His daughter was Indira Gandhi. And she became prime minister, of course. The United States always considered there's no such thing at the time as non-aligned. They're, they're obviously pro-Soviet you know, Soviet Union by not aligning with us. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was the non-aligned movement. Nixon took our defense forces up to nuclear war over this. Wow. And I always think that's why Jack Anderson and various columnists decided just to open it up about Nixon. Not just Watergate, but that there's something wrong with this guy. What, and what was he, was that public knowledge at the time that Nixon had done that? It come, came out later. Okay. Actually, uh, here's the thing. Then the second time was there was the belief during the Yom Kippur War, October 1973, that the the Russia the Soviet Union was going to put an airborne division in the Sinai. You know, because Egypt was getting its ass kicked yet again by Israel. Mm-hmm. And uh, he put it up to a defense condition right before war. Which wow. people tell, you know, it's a very scary thing that happened. Yeah. But the one about India was why. And the thing was, he told Henry Kissinger he wanted the Russians, the Soviets. See, there's always the big thing between the always the Russian. They always called the Soviet Union Russians, mm-hmm. where, you know, Stalin, the great butcher, equal of Hitler, was a Georgian, wasn't Russian, although gradually started pretending it. Khrushchev is a Russification of a Ukrainian name. He was from Ukraine. That's why he gave Crimea, cream, to Ukraine. That was his home nation. Oh. And it was actually, it belonged to the Tatars. It was taken, you know, by the Russian Empire. But Stalin took the Tatars and moved them to some god-awful place because they had done they hated stalin and they you know when hitler came just like in west western ukraine you know people embraced hitler until they found out that he didn't have much of an opinion about slavs either remember (laughs) russian prisoners of war were the first person they used the nazis used cyclone gas on thought they were subhuman and uh but he told kissinger i want them to the soviets to You'd use the term Russians, think I'm crazy. Oh, right. Because okay. then I would use nuclear weapons. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. So part of, like, when I hear Jenny talking about, well, Putin's crazy, anything that he's projecting, I think back about Nixon. Okay. Uh, because 
who's going to use a nuclear weapon? I asked that when I was on the show Friday. Where do you use a nuclear weapon? Right. Truman said he couldn't use them in Korea because it wouldn't have ended the war. Mm -hmm. It did end the war in Japan and mm -hmm. saved between 50,000 to 100 to a million American lives. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so because Japan was couldn't survive anymore. No oil, no anything. But it was, they were fighting to the death, you know? Remember, their emperor was God. Yeah. He had to, one of the parts why they dropped the two bombs, August 6th and August 9th, you don't sign the treaty till September 2nd because unconditional surrender. But they had to have, how do we deal with the emperor? Who many people, the Australians always consider him a war criminal for what he did mm -hmm. and backing uh, certain projects, which is not. But you figure the Japanese will be, uh, it'll be easier to handle J occupied Japan if the emperor is still there. But he had to renounce his divinity. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why the uh, Japanese were interned uh, during uh, uh, the Second World War at the beginning. Because first of all, everybody was terrified because Japan was beating everybody's mm -hmm. ass. They just wiped out. They took Singapore and the British, British uh, colonies, hardly anything. And so, but one of the things was in Shinto, the religion, he's God. But uh, Nixon's, uh, I'm fascinated by this. So Nixon's gambit, though, of... Well, being cr be crazy. What we found out later... They didn't buy it, right? The I, don't, Russia, they, I don't know. Well, they did not put the Airborne Division in, but you had Henry Kissinger there to talk yeah, to them. Yeah. And you had detente in 72. First he went to China and then the Soviet Union. That's one of the things Reagan reacted against. Ooh, China, communist China, and uh, mm -hmm. now he's with the Soviet Union. Yeah, the evil but empire. But only uh, anti-communists like he could do it. Right. But he wanted to that I'm crazy enough to use nuclear weapons because, like, you could you could use you only use there's only been one use of nuclear weapons at the end of the war with Japan, and you didn't use them in Korea mm -hmm. or anywhere else. Yeah. Although they found out later in '67, LBJ considered dropping a bomb in Vietnam. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize and that. And he actually met with the premier, I think it was Kasigan in New Jersey in 1967. So he might have used that because the, you know the Soviet Union was supplying arms. Mm -hmm to the North Vietnamese, who would give them to the Viet Cong. But see, so when Jenny's saying he's crazy or coming off that way, because remember the speeches he made? I was thinking, oh, this might be a gambit like Nixon, mm -hmm. because like we're thinking, well, nobody would use him. Right. And, and how would it benefit him? Right. But if he's crazy. Right, right, that makes sense. See, yeah. if he is crazy, then he might do it. Some have said, uh, Macron uh, said this, and uh, uh, somebody else uh, said it too. Uh, I forget. Macron? Macron. Macron? Um, that, uh, du Bois? That, uh, du <laughs> that uh, during their most recent uh, interactions with Putin, that he seemed different somehow, that he just he didn't well, seem like the same guy. He's, he's got another war in his hands. He made his mm -hmm. bones, yeah. to use a mafia term, to make your bones is to kill somebody. To become a mafia soldier, you have to kill somebody. Yeah. Show your whatever. That's where that expression comes yeah, from. Making huh? your bones. I didn't know that. Because you've killed people. You've made yeah, bones. Yeah. You no, make your makes, own bones. Makes sense. But that's the thing from The Godfather with Mo Green. I made my bones when you were oh. stooping cheerleaders. Gotcha. Oh, he doesn't exactly say that. Yeah. But that's what we all hear. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, who was Alex Rocco, who was a member of the Winter Hill Gang, <laughs> Yeah. by the way. Yeah. But during the Irish-Italian uh, fight down there. 
But getting back to this, uh, he made his book uh, under Yeltsin. He rose under Yeltsin. Yeltsin was a gangster. Mm-hmm. Yeltsin was just a thief. And they're still angry, the Russians, over all the looting that was done. When, like, the Harvard economics team comes to Yeltsin, uh, we're going to teach you about capitalism. Oh, boy, did he te- they taught him about capitalism. They stole $4 billion. Stealing, you know, <laughs> I got, you know, being, oh, it suddenly it's in, it, you know, money's gone. Who's getting it? And the team, and the Americans are getting it too, right? Yeah. You know, uh, so uh, the che- first Chechen war, which is in the Caucasus, the Chechnyans were a fierce warlike people. They always were. Tolstoy actually has a great novel about a Muslim warlord in the Caucasus. Uh, the title uh, escapes me right now. But the, they, uh, Russia was just, the army was, they just couldn't do it. But gradually Putin consolidated his power under Yeltsin. He's a drunk and uh, utterly corrupt. And he was the head of the, uh, he took over and basically prosecuted the second Chechnya war, which is just a genocidal war, like World War One. Just kill everybody. Vianon, uh, our old correspondent from Moscow, uh, she actually was down there once when they were caught as a child when every, all hell was breaking loose. But uh, it, took, it took years. You know, they'll fight for a decade. It's like a Vietnam type of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he does have the experience of prosecuting wars. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, nobody thought that he would go further than Donbass region, you know, in the right, West. Right, right. Nobody well, thought he would do this. He's got Mariupol now. It seems they've got that pretty pretty uh, locked down. But early on, remember, I was predicting that the Kiev was just a feint. Yeah. Remember, the column was just there. Yeah. And even the Ukrainians could have taken a crack of it, but President Z figured, well, let's not really make things worse because mm-hmm. everybody, what the hell's going on? And remember that column was just there right. and there and there. Yep. Then it dispersed. I think that was just a feint. As I said, no Russian, Russians are, uh, Ru- World War II is to Russians what the Holocaust is to Jews or, and, and Israelis. You know, it's something you never forget because so, tens of millions died. And uh, they know what fighting in like Stalingrad or Leningrad. I mean, it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the control of Ukraine, he's got the ports, mm-hmm. so he's cut he's cut everything off. Yeah, I don't know if he's actually linked up, uh, got to Odessa yet. But uh, now there's all the grain that can't move. Right. Yeah. Right. But talking about propaganda, uh, because propaganda means a government is putting out information. It got a negative connotation after Hitler and Dr. Goebbels. It used to be, because you'll read old stuff before World War II. It's propaganda, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're saying, I did, there was, uh, somebody was saying, oh, well, now uh, Putin's going to be starving the world. Ukraine is the breadbasket of the world. I'm thinking, Ukraine is the breadbasket of the world? When did that happen? It's always the United States. Right now, the top grain producers in the world are Russia, United States, Canada, Australia, then Ukraine. Ukraine is huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is. You can't, you have, they tried to, when Hitler was going, wanted to invade the Soviet Union. If he never invaded the Soviet Union, we'd have been screwed. Britain would have fallen. It's just a disaster to think what would have happened. 
they took a big globe and they tried to impress on Hitler how big Soviet Union is, how big Russia is. It's just it's eleven enormous. eleven time zones, and you don't and you don't really you know unless you stop and look at it on a map. I mean, you don't you realize. Huge. Yeah, yeah. It's just you're looking at it, and you could take the United States and put it. You know, oh yeah, it's huge. Yeah, you can't take that and hold it. He does not have the economy to do that. So I figure this is not a per, this is a person that's waged war. Yeah, and uh, take the ports and you choke them. So I don't know if he's crazy or sick or what, but you know anybody that's going to prosecute war, it, uh, World War II killed the uh, FDR. They knew FDR should never run for a third term because he had polio. Yeah. And you could just see him decaying as the war goes on. Yeah. You know, but that was the choice he made because, you know, he was the great man of the 20th century. See, he died, so Churchill took credit rewriting history because Churchill was a hell of a writer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he won a Nobel Prize for Literature, but he would give himself the credit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, and they were very fond of each other because they were both two aristocrats. Uh, and uh, Churchill's mother was American. So, you know, and, as de Gaulle told John F. Kennedy, there's only been two great British prime ministers. But no, he said there has never been a great, but neither one of them were English. Disraeli was a Jew and Churchill was an American. Um, Rocky Huber says in the chat, I agree with John. I think the Russians surrounded the capital. So Ukrainian forces in the West to, yeah. couldn't reinforce the troops in the East. And now he has Mariupol. But, you know, the weapons that the West is supplying are just devastating. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure uh, that we have uh, advisors there. Uh, British, American and Canadians have been training uh, militias and Ukrainian troops since 2014. But not, not inside Ukraine, inside right? Inside Ukraine. Inside or, Ukraine, oh, yeah. really? Oh. Yeah, so they're like advisors there. I yeah. mean, you know, that's part of the Ukraine's strength, that they've got these allies yeah. that uh, they're bringing in these weapons. And yeah. they, uh, they're they there to advise how to use them. And they're devastating weapons. The Wall Street Journal was saying that the Russian, Russian America are the great suppliers of weapons. And now, like, in the Asian markets, they think, well, uh, your weapons aren't doing as well. But one of the big things is why isn't he using his air force? Why isn't uh, Ukraine? He's got like, no, Ukraine doesn't really have an air force. It's got 90 planes. Yeah, yet. well, they have something. But he, has, he has over 1,000. Does he? Uh, yeah. Russia does? I um, just think that he wants the coast. If he co has the coast, he chokes Ukraine and controls it. It's just like we want to control Mexico and all of America, you know? Remember Trump was talking about invading Venezuela? <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, oil. Venezuela has very dirty oil, yeah. but it is, it's got a lot of oil. It's dirty, though. You know, the thing about the Saudi, in Saudi Arabia, you can just sink a well. The oil comes up, and it doesn't have to be hydrocracked much. It doesn't have to be refined that much. It's sweet. Just like the North Sea oil. It's not dirty. Uh, Rocky, and I, I think he's referring to what you were saying about uh, the advisors. Uh, Rocky says in the chat, Biden let that cat out of the bag when he was recorded telling troops they will see the devastation of Ukraine when they get there. Well, it just makes common sense that they'd be there. We uh, remember the Azov militia is Nazi, 
and that is true. And it was described as Nazi until recently when everybody, you know, starts sympathizing with Ukraine. Uh, I, I believe it was the Israeli lobby uh, was complaining about the Azov militia, which are notorious for its, uh, you know, tor- using torture and massacres and everything and being Nazis. And Congress passed the bill to cut off their money for the training, but Pentagon said we need them. No kidding. So, yeah. Well, well, the Israelis are, are also very uh, careful not to uh, upset but, Russia too much. No. Yeah, that's true. Uh, in fact, uh, Bennett, Prime Minister, told uh, President Z just to throw in the towel. Mm-hmm. It took uh, the big thing was Germany. Uh, even Germany doesn't have much to give, and it's not giving that much. But once Merkel resigned, well, did she Merkel re- wouldn't have allowed this to happen. She, the, you know. I don't think she would, but she was all on her last legs. Well, did she resign this or was it social democrat? Wasn't well, it the end of her term? Yeah, well, you know, it's a parliament, so yeah. she was like holding on. Then the social oh. democrats created the government, uh, who were supposedly, you know, uh, it was the social democrats under Willy Brandt at an Ost politics, Eastern politics, where you're friendly to the Soviet Union. And the Germans believed that their embrace of the Soviet Union was one of the reasons the Soviet Union uh, collapsed because they were friendly and tried to open it up. Every mm-hmm. every country takes credit for uh, if you if <laughs> yeah. you're in Britain and something's going on like in Yugoslavia and an American is the general and a Brit is the second command. What was the Brit, Sir uh, Sir ha- Sir uh, Giles Haversham? He's the one that's winning right. the war. Right. The Brits. We're winning the war when it was, you know, it's really, it's the Americans and American muscle doing it. Uh, you were talking about weapons. Uh, uh, this popped up on Reuters. Russia uses new laser weapons in Ukraine and Zelensky mocks the quote unquote uh, wonder weapon. Who knows if that's true? Yeah, it says here uh, some uh, bullet points from the article. Russia dips into its secret laser arsenal. See, I hadn't heard about this. Well, that's to promote our own secret uh, laser, you know. Let's be frank. You, you've got my former congressman, Leo Panetta, who everybody said in Monterey, California, what a tough son of a gun he is. Yeah. But they don't use the word gun. Oh, yeah. They, don't, was, they don't like guns in California. He was head of a CIA under one Democrat, and he was a defense secretary, too. He's on TV talking about, we got to send them more javelin and stingers, which are devastating, uh, without being identified as being the chief lobbyist for Raytheon, which mm-hmm. used to be a New Hampshire company, yes. they're the ones that produce them. Yeah. So when we're going to spend $100 billion on weapons for Ukraine, that's American industry. The CEO last month of uh, Raytheon was very bullish on Raytheon stock because oh, I bet. we are you know, uh, blowing off all the inventories. And in fact, with the big stock, blow out uh, those traditional industries uh, that's like a safe harbor well, other than our oil the oil companies that are gouging the living out of us war is our greatest uh export uh rocky says in the chat we've got jenny and the jewish uh, space lasers we are good yes oh, jesus gr- remember that that Mar- was that nut from georgia marjorie right? taylor green yes yes the jewish <laughs> space lasers yeah, you can buy a thing where, like, you know, it's the Jew- Jewish space force. Yeah, And they got a laser coming down. Yeah, that's right. But uh, it's, 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 this is, uh, you know, this is real politics, what they call real politics. This is how big nations act 
you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, they wage war. We have the our, our, yeah, one of the explanations for Vietnam was uh, Fulbright, Senator Fulbright, finally came out against the Vietnam War. He was the head of the uh, de- Defense Committee in the Senate. He said, it's a matter of you've built up the force. So you're going to use it. It's there. Yeah. And uh, not to say, you know, this is a big breach, a breach of international law. Not that uh, a country I can think of uh, violated international law in 2003 when it invaded uh, Iraq. Well, you do have to— And Putin mentions that. You do have to justify that defense budget and all those uh, fancy weapons. Well, they're there, so you're going to use them. It's like if you give (laughs) the local police— all you know these bear cats, give them a and bear M16 cat, they're, they're going to find a reason. Yeah. Well, you got you're going to use them. Yeah, yeah. And, Boys uh, and their toys. No. You know? um, yeah, it says here Russia uh, today said it was using a new generation of powerful lasers in Ukraine. To burn, <laughs> whatever, whatever that means. To burn right? up. I always think of uh, 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 Doctor Evil and Austin Powers. Yeah, which is lasers, <laughs> which is based on. Uh, uh, Diamonds are forever. The yeah, 1971 yeah. James Bond film, where yeah. uh, Blofeld's gonna, you know, he's got his big laser. Yeah, he says they're uh, using these powerful lasers to burn up drones, deploying some of Moscow's secret weapons to counter a flood of Western arms. Uh, Putin uh, in 2018 unveiled an intercontinental uh, an intercontinental ballistic missile, underwater nuclear drones, a supersonic weapon, and a laser weapon. It's all you know, beating the drums and propaganda. Do you think they make cool? Your chest out. Do you think they make cool sounds though? Like pew pew. That'd be fun. Oh. I'd want one if they do that. Mm. Well, maybe the suzerain can uh, uh, you know Raytheon it used to have New Hampshire roots. Yeah, well, what, when uh, me. when New Hampshire does secede from the Union and we can have our own weapons, I do want, uh, I mean, obviously I want some nukes for us, but I also would like some laser weapons. I think it would be fun, and I would like to pilot one of them. You what know, are you, what are you going to do about the fact that all the uh, software is on old seven and three-quarter-inch uh, floppies? I'll make do. Okay. Do we, we? I don't even think we have a computer even here. Of, you know, we have all this, all this oh, old equipment. I don't, even I don't think know. We have one I bet of those. you. I bet you on the fourth floor, there's something that would work. <laughs> Glenn, it's, Glenn probably bought it. <laughs> probably. It's probably or, at Glenn's apartment. Yeah, or the, uh, or, or we might be able to find. Uh, you know, who has a lot of really, really old, uh, outdated equipment. Is uh, uh, the jealous one in New York City? We could take a trip to New York, and uh, you know, he's he's got some some stuff. I bet we could find what we need there. I'd rather think of Glenn going from being the people's mayor to the people's dictator of the world <laughs> because of he's got the old uh, computer with a seven and three quarter inch floppy. Yes, know? yes. Jeez, I I only have a three and a half on it. Some old oh, computer. Oh boy, you feeling inadequate? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, but who doesn't feel inadequate when? Hey, uh, I'm Irish. How do you think I feel? All this talk about. Uh, is that Sizes. A, another uh, no? I don't know what you mean. The future for Yeti? Of course not. How dare you? But who doesn't feel inferior or you know buffaloed around the magnificence of Glenn R. J. Olette? Oh, that is true, especially uh, with his uh, dulcet tones and his golden voice mm, and his leather jacket and his yes. Of course. Yeah. Well, we are out of time, John. Thank you Jeez, so much. Oh, what happened? No, it's uh, it goes quick. It goes quick. But uh, of it course, comes and goes. This week's edition of WPYP TV will be available soon on the YouTube. 
for people to enjoy. On IPM Nation? Yes, we'll put it there. And uh, and you put it on your YouTube channel as well, don't you? I do when it's not censored. Gotcha. Very good. Very good. And uh, if you missed any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. And uh, if you are listening live, there is a replay of Granite State of Mind uh, with the great Rob Azevedo coming up next at 6 p.m. here at WMNH 95.3. And don't forget, tonight is Industry Night at the Hop Knot, our amazing sponsor. And uh, Defense industry people get in for free. Yes, yeah. yes. So if you're Plus with, everybody else. If you're with Raytheon or Boeing or uh, who else? Uh, Glock. Yeah. Um, there's another big one I was trying to think of, and it escaped. BAE. Maybe. BAE. That's the one I was trying to think right of. Right down yes. the road from me. That's that's right. Yes. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for us uh, for now, everybody. We'll uh, we'll talk at y'all a little bit. Later. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required.